Engine.com. 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 Do you have friends and or want friends? Try Engine.com. gentlemen you're listening to the those guys with ship show the verse cast community podcast i still crack up every time i say that my name is <laughs> john abraham i'm jimmy croker i am star genesis at least until the poll results are in and uh, we are those guys with ships this is episode 35 of our community podcast and today is june 30th 2945 standard earth time um, we are going to be taking next week off, uh, holiday week here in uh, the U.S. of A. Uh, so uh, we'll be back on the, uh, what's that date? We'll be back on the uh, 14th and 15th of July with uh, episodes 36 of our first cast and those guys with Ship Show. So uh, until then, uh, have a good holiday. Those of you that celebrate, uh, be safe, be sane. And uh, everyone else, um, I don't know, listen listen to a past episode. But just don't go too far past because those aren't as good as the, the, <laughs> the, the newer ones. America! They're like, <laughs> Sorry. They're not like to, wine. They don't age well. Get that out for the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. That's right, <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's a good one for the 4th. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you guys have any uh, plans for the 4th? No, I think um, we were talking about, uh, you know, maybe just uh, doing a little bit of grilling and having a couple of friends over just to play video games. Oh, well, that's kind of nice. Kinda yeah, nice. you know, mellow, low-key. Sometimes John? we uh, go to the parade, and then later we'll go to the fireworks, but nothing crazy. Are fireworks legal um, uh, in Iowa, John? They are not illegal for, like, residential use. But hmm. like on the fourth, um, the city is allowed to do stuff, and it's oh, okay. it's usually pretty impressive. So, yeah, I think it's kind of like what it is here in Northern California. Is it kind of like that down there, uh, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, well, yeah. They're, I don't think they're. I don't think they're. Well, no, they are legal here. Um, but there are restrictions on the the power and magnitude of the firework you can expel into the uh, neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, wherever you folks are, have a good one, have a safe one, um, and we look forward to seeing you on the other side. Um, I think we should point out the the big gaping hole that is the spot uh, formerly occupied by our squadron commander, Mr. Ace Azamine. Uh, he cannot be with us for a while because of a shift change at work, and so we, we do miss him and uh, wish him well uh, in, um, in doing what he has to do and, and hope that he'll be able to come back to us soon. So. 
Well, at least he has the pin that I gave him, and if he ever needs to hide it somewhere, he knows where it needs to go. Indeed, that would, he does. That would be great if it was a watch, not a pin. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. Well, and and speaking of of uh, of things evil, uh, Windows Ten. It's not the devil we thought it was, is it, John? No. It's, no, I think Microsoft is not being the money grubbers that they have been in the past. Um, who was it that steered us right? Oh, Jimmy, do you know who it was in the forums that posted uh, a a very um, articulate uh, response to some comments we made on last week's show? I do. I'm not telling you. <laughs> he, <laughs> was, uh, he won't divulge that information <laughs> until the around the universe. It was uh, LD Sands. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Sands, for uh, 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 straightening us out on that. Um, so um, we shall um, anxiously await uh, the update to uh, Windows 10. You know, it's like I um, uh, where I work, we have like a, a tech company that comes in and um, does all of our technology stuff for us because we're a small small firm and we don't uh, you know we don't have in house to handle that. And I asked him about the Windows 10, and he said. Uh, not, not for business applications," he said. "You got to wait and see." They so, always say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, when we are wrong here on the verse cast, mm-hmm. we like to come back and just set the record straight and make sure that you guys know the straight scoop. Well, I think it's when we know that we're wrong. When we're wrong yeah, and yeah, we yeah. know it. Because we're wrong all the time, but we just don't know it. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we usually exactly. get called out on it. But listen, we are not professionals. No, 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 no. No, we are not. Um, and we had a uh, a meet and greet Sacramento town uh, meetup. How'd that go? You know, I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, it makes me very, very what? sad. What? I uh, saw but... you there. <laughs> That's true. That's, I was there in spirit. Um, but it was uh, it was a very very cool um, uh, thing that Mr. Avi Physics did in setting this up, and um, there were uh, several guys that uh, showed up. I think um, uh, by several I mean four. Um, so it was Avi and um, Vendus, uh, Vendus, Lycondi, Lycondi, and there was another fellow, another couple of fellows uh, whose names I didn't get, but uh, I heard Vendus talking about them in uh, in chat last night, and so it sounds uh, like they had a really good time. They got together, and uh, uh, we will post some links to pictures, and then also um, Avi today posted a um, a video of my uh, experience at the uh, at the uh, coin op game room, uh, get, getting my grub on, as it were. Um, and, uh, I, I love me some number 11 pizza, favorite flavor. It looked more like you were, uh, sipping back on grandpa's old cough medicine there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I get that reference. Um, and, uh, so, um, uh, that was very, very cool. And, uh, we, we, uh, the guys all report that they had a good time, so, we uh, hope to get another event um, together soon, and uh, of course we'll report on that in the um, uh, in the forums, and you know it'll all be organized and set up in the forums, and then also we will 
uh, post links to uh, uh, the event that happened this last weekend. So um, very, very cool. Guys with ships getting together. And you know, you want to hear an interesting little bit of trivia. It turns out that Mr. Lycondi and I work at the same firm. Well, actually, uh, not anymore, but uh, uh, we actually worked at the same place. And Get out of the city. I know. It is strange to I, too. Um, but uh, we were just uh, exchanging some emails today, and uh, I did not know that. It's a very, very small world out there. So. It is a it is a small world after all. <laughs> it is. No matter where you go, there you are. All right. Well, so kind of picking up a little bit, guys. On last time, um, uh, we were discussing the uh, star, uh, the Starliner, the Genesis Starliner concept sale, and along with that concept sale, we got a design document for the civilian passenger transport system. Uh, they call it a unique occupation. And so uh, we wanted to discuss that on this show just because I think it's going to offer some opportunities for us to do um, gameplay together in our, you know, community gameplay, uh, a little bit different than the other stuff that we've talked about before. I mean, less focused um Less, you know, not necessarily focused on combatant roles, that we're going to be able to do uh, stuff that is probably, I think, Jimmy, you were mentioning on the last show, more analogous to something like The Sims. Yeah, yeah. The um, And we'll, we'll obviously we'll get into it momentarily. But yeah, the design doc reads like uh, a, uh, very much like a sim type game, like sim airplane, if you will. Um, and uh, I think that's really cool. I think because they've they've said multiple times, what is it? Um, it's going to be a eighty to twenty percent ratio of NPC population versus player population, or ninety some, to ten. Ninety to ten. Okay, yeah. I, all right. I, I didn't want to be that. Uh, I wasn't a hundred percent on it, but yeah. Okay, so ninety ten. Um, so the cool thing about that is the galaxy's is going to be populated with fairly intelligent AI. Um, so it's not like you're going to have to land your plane and, or land your, um, your Starliner and wait for players to populate the ship. Um, you know, you're going to be able to, to ferry NPC passengers, uh, I would imagine, fairly well, fairly easily. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to, it sounds like it's going to be a fairly um, a simple profession to get into. Um, you, uh, as long as you have a clean record, uh, you can get, a, you should be able to get a license. Uh, you do have to get a ship. Um, now, I did not see in the document any constraints on the size of the ship. So I think, you know, potentially if you have, you know, even with a, a two-seater, um, nope, 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 nope. Let me stop you right there. They were they, they they did say in there that you had that you could only be licensed with a ship that's certified to carry passengers. Do we know that like the Reliant won't be certified to carry a passenger? Well, yeah, that's that's the thing is we don't know. I don't I don't think we know to what extent you know smaller ships. You know, like like I would imagine maybe you know a little two seater could in fact be a taxi, but. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not open to all ships, um, so I think I just think that's a, an important distinction. That um, you know, while we know that the Starliner for sure is a a passenger acceptable uh, ship or a ship that you can license for commercial travel, I guess is the best mm -hmm. way to put it. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know what other ships uh, you'll be able to uh, license in that capacity. Right. I mean, you would have to think that you would be able to fit out a constellation to do some sort of you know. You know the uh, the Genesis is the 757, the constellation 
you know, more like a, a Greyhound bus, you know? Yeah, it, it depends. Though. I mean, the Constellation is not really laid out to take passengers. You know, it's, it's laid out to take cargo. Um, I think that, you know, you might have a, a better shot with um, with maybe another ship. But I don't know. I mean, you know, they, they talk about how modular they are. But the thing yeah. is with the Constellation, that whole back end is cargo. I, I don't think you could convert that into passenger. Um, you know, but that that goes back to, you know, you and I's longstanding debate on how modular the ships will be, which, you know, we'll, we'll both find out as, as the game develops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you get a license, you get a ship that you can that is um, is licensable, I suppose. Um, and then you offer up some trips. You uh, there's going to be a um, a flight schedule computer that when you go into a, a port, you hook into that local flight schedule computer and you figure out uh, if there are um, any um, any if there's any profitable work to be done. You know, are there any uh, uh, people demanding flights to a particular system? Um, how exactly that's going to work, we don't know. You know, if it's going to, if people are going to uh, go to a, um, uh, what I think from from Star Wars Galaxies, where there were starports, right? Yeah. I don't know if you would go to a uh, to the starport and you would, you know, go up to a machine, assuming that you're a passenger, that you're a player character playing, you know, because you will be able to take these these uh, ships to go places as a player character. Um, so if you go to the starport and you say, I want to go to Seoul, um, you know, you punch in, you know, I want to go to Seoul. And if, um, if there's somebody out there uh, who's waiting to fill a, 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 a ship, if there are, say, um, five or six people that want to go to Seoul, they could round out the rest of the, um, of the passengers with NPCs. And then bingo, bango, you've got a full trip to Seoul. Yeah, you basically you set down, um, you know, and then you uh, select a destination like you were saying. Uh, they also said that you can set the price for each ticket that you mm -hmm. offer as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how that ties into the type of traveler, but it does tie into the type of traveler. You, uh, they're saying that, you know, a, a higher end client on, let's say, a luxury ship will command a higher price uh, for a ticket. But they also demand more out of service. Mm -hmm. And so that that might not be the best way to make a buck. Um, it seems like the best and easiest way is to just do um, commuter flights, uh, to do just your standard run-of-the-mill, you know, mom, dad, and son taking a trip to Wally World mm -hmm. uh, type of flights. But um, it's my understanding that there's basically four different types of um Four different types of passenger. Uh, you've got um, uh, you've got coach, business class, first class, and luxury class. Mm -hmm. Going on the assumption that the luxury class is going to be the most demanding, and the coach is going to be the least demanding, and then I guess you dial in your play style and uh, and your ship amenities from there. You know, if you're going to do a business class flight, you're probably going to dial your amenities in. Uh, to be geared more towards business class travelers and uh, or, you know, and same for luxury and same for coach. I think coach is going to be the kind of catch all. It's going to be the easiest one to do. Um, and it's going to be the one that you can potentially make the most money at, even though you're going to be charging the least for fares. Huh, that's interesting. I, I, I wonder um, uh, because uh, the system is, is driven on reputation, on pilot or yes. airline reputation. So yes. uh, there may be, and because, we, again, we go back to the 9010, so um, uh, CIG, the AI behind this whole economy, 
you know, this uh, industry economy, uh, you're going to be able to uh, shift the supply and the demand on on in in that uh, particular industry in a way that um, will allow people with a better reputation to command higher fares. And you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if they manufacture. Um, a significant number of NPCs to fill out these uh, these uh, what do they what do they call the manifests? Well, there's I, I don't think there's any question that they're that they're relying heavily on NPCs to populate pl- uh, flights, um, and the reason why I say that is because as you go through the document and as you go through the the different amenities that are offered on the plane um, or on the flight, uh, sorry, uh, they do talk about passengers get sick. Um, mm-hmm. and potentially can be misdiagnosed, um, and you could make them sicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can water down your cocktails. and I mean, we'll, we'll get into all that in a little bit, but the, the way that the design doc reads, it, it's pretty clear that it's going to be heavily NPC-driven and that those NPCs are going to be fairly intelligent um, and, you know, that you'll, your staff will have their hands full dealing with all sorts of different things from board customers to broken equipment to you know watered down drinks to sick uh travelers that potentially one traveler can get sick and if you don't take care of it the whole plane can get sick and Mm -hmm. all of these things tie into your reputation right right so it's sort of like sims meets um euro ship simulator (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally yeah so that i I think it's you know it just the first time i read through it um you know, it really struck me as like, wow, this is because I had no expectation of liking this. You know, I, I just wanted I looked at it, and, you know, it was it was I don't know from last week, if you remember, um, I was um, uh, kind of miffed that the Genesis was actually going to be the next concept and that it wasn't going to be the Endeavor because the Endeavor is one that I had been looking forward to for, for a little while now. So, of course, because that is the case, I ended up melting everything I own and buying two. Uh, yeah, exactly. Genocide. Um, <laughs> um, if but, you're a passenger and they are serving dinner, mm-hmm. don't get the fish. <laughs> but the fish might be fresh. It could be fresh fish. Unless, unless you're living from Helios. Yeah, a lot of water. Uh-huh. Uh, a little lore. A little lore. I've been learning. I've been reading. I've been getting smart on the lore. That's right. At least one of us has. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, you're absolutely right. Everything ties into reputation, and uh, the way that the the way that it works is, you know, you you set down, you set your your, your price, you you get all your bits and pieces. You know, you, you get your your refuel, you get your your food package, you get your your beverage packets. You know, you do any repairs that you need to do while you're waiting for people to load load onto the plane. Once mm-hmm. once the flight's loaded, once you're ready to go, you take off. Uh, and uh, when when you land again and people depart, that's when you get rated on your service. Um, once everyone's departed from the plane, you get to see what your reputation results are, plus or minus, whatever they may be, and then you're ready to kind of repeat that whole cycle again. Mm-hmm. So it's cool because it's, in, it's re- in relative real time as far as your reputation game goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of curious how long it's going to take. I mean, obviously the, the, the length of the flight is going to make a difference, but a lot of, you know, these ships have berths in them, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, how long is it going to take to, to fully populate the plane, take off, do the whole thing? Right. I mean, are, are, is there going to be like some sort of uh, folding space or folding time thing that, that happens, uh, 
Um, anyway, I, I think I mentioned on the last show, I've posted several questions to the uh, Q&A forum on this, and so I'm, I'm interested. Now, having already committed to the ships, uh, now I've <laughs> Yeah, a little late, so... Good, good time to ask some questions. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I, so we have the, the, this idea that there's going to be a, um, a dock. You, you dock the ship, you hook into the local system, you see what's available for you to do, um, you know, what flights are available for you to bid for or to offer. Um, are we going to get that uh, opportunity for the military variant of the star or the Genesis Starliner? Is it going to? Are you going to be able to um, uh, uh, perhaps have contracts with the UEE to move troops? Ah, that's an interesting question because yeah, the design doc is based predominantly around civilian travel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, but one of the, I, I gotta tell you, one of, one of the things I thought was really interesting was that they went, the, the level of depth that they're going into for the whole service package, you know, with travel, just as far as commuter, commuter flights go. Um, like, for example, uh, what is it? Uh, ISIS? I, I don't want to say ISIS. That doesn't sound very good. ICUS? What is it? ISIS. ISIS? Yeah, I guess ISIS. Uh, I-C-E-S. Uh, it's an acronym for Information, Communication, and Entertainment System. And basically the way that it works is from a passenger's seat, they can order food, they can order drinks, they can engage in various forms of entertainment, all basically through the chair. Uh, and that device is connected to the ICE's blade, uh, and that's in the hardware room, and that's kind of like the master entertainment hub, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently this does break uh, passengers do get unhappy and your rep will suffer if you don't get it fixed mm-hmm. um, also the impression that I got was that there's lots of modification and upgrade options that will be available for your particular ice <laughs> yes yeah, I mean, well, it's you know, it's kind of like a hotel. So, like, you know, yeah. you you you're at the front desk, and you know, uh, uh, Gleep up in room three forty five, you know, says, "Hey, my uh, my movie I rented it isn't working. You know, you need to get somebody up here uh, pronto because the missus and I uh, we love this movie. It's mm-hmm. yep. it's the it's the one that has the ship that goes to Flossed in Paradise. You know, <laughs> um, they also have a a mix master, which is basically um, uh, like a, did you ever see. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Did you ever see the um, the margarita mix the the margarita mixer machines that they have at like the quote unquote island themed restaurants? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's basically like that, and it's going to have eight different types of nozzles to serve different drinks. Um, what I got out of that was apparently you can dial down or dial up the alcohol, and if the drinks are weak, your your customers might notice and might not be happy with you about it. I'm going to go on a limb and say that something like that mechanic is based on the type of traveler. If you're traveling somebody that's in coach, you could probably get away with watering down a drink. Whereas if you're taking a luxury per, a luxury client, there's no way you can water down your drink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's going to kind of be how they kind of, it, to some extent, how they play with that mechanic, you know, of, of being able to, you know, you're going to get the most bang for your buck <coughs> with a, with a, with a, full ship of coach travelers if you dial down or water down the alcohol content in your drinks. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to notice as much and you're going to end up saving more money in the long run. Whereas if you're going with a luxury client, 
they're going to pay more, but you need to dial up that drink. Another thing that was really cool was that they were saying that um, you might want to consider picking up rare alcohols or rare beverages on rare planets, you know, finding going out and, and this ties to exploration or pioneer going out or having, you know, org members that go out and find these kind of rare, um, you know, beverages or these rare foods that you can serve to your passengers. Uh, and that'll increase your rep. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was really, really cool. Like, I think they mentioned something about, you know, going to some far offset moon somewhere that's specialized, that has special, like, you know, vineyards or special, like, wineries or, you know, that that allows you to get, like, this really rare kind of alcohol. I think they specifically referenced something like that. And I just think that's super cool. I mean, it ties into Pioneer because now, in a small way, you know, if you're not doing it, a Pioneer can go out and find that stuff and sell those assets to someone that uh, has a uh, Starliner. Yeah, I, I I think so. Um, I I I think I, I differ in in your from your opinion in that I think you're going to be able to um to work a higher profit margin at the luxury end. I think that if you provide impeccable service, that you're going to be able to uh, jack those prices way the heck up because for oh yeah, a lot, a lot of these people, a lot of these you know characters, NPCs or player characters, price is not an object. So it's it's the experience, and so. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, you go, you know, you go to a, a you know, sort of a, a mid-market uh, steak restaurant and have a steak. Um, you go to a very, a, a very upmarket uh, steak restaurant. Um, the difference in the cost of of the materials is probably not as much different as it is, you know, at the check at the end of the night. Yeah, know? no, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think I think it's a matter of playing with the mechanic, but I think, um, yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna redact my statement a little bit because I do agree with you. Um, I do think that the coach client is going to be the easier of the clients. Agreed. Uh, and, Agreed. and in that sense, it might be easier making money initially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but no, I agree with you. I think if you're providing impeccable service, if you're providing really high end um, quality uh, entertainment and foodstuffs and, and alcohols that, that you're going to make a lot of money. Um, you know, other things that they mentioned, uh, medical diagnostics and treatments, uh, that mm-hmm. there is going to be a medical supply cabinet. Uh, and we talked about this briefly earlier that passengers can get sick. And if they're not treated quickly, the entire plane can get sick. Um, alternatively, if you misdiagnose them, they can get worse. Uh, just so, don't yeah. eat the fish. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay <laughs> away from the fish and you'll be fine. Well, I mean, but th- this is th- and uh, an important thing here too is, is this is where the opportunity for um, for all of us to play together comes in? You know, yeah. I mean, this is obviously not something we all want to do all the time. I mean, I I'm happy flying the ship. You know, you know, seven days a week. But you know, I mean, you know, one day a week maybe we get Jonto in. You know, providing the entertainment, doing you know Christopher Walken. You know, maybe we you know <laughs> doing we, impersonations. Yeah, and and I'm sure we've got some closet sim fans somewhere in the org that you know would be happy to to come on board, earn some money, you know, uh, uh, serving drinks. You know, yeah. Well, it's well, they, like Bob Marley said, you can fly some some ships sometimes, but you can't fly all the ships all the time. Did Bob, Bob Marley said that? Bye, really? No and one, and no the crime. room died. <laughs> Way to bring the room down. 
I think, um, I think well, it's actually a Abraham Lincoln quote, but he uses it in uh, Buffalo same, same Soldier. Guys. Yeah. The Abraham Lincoln quote, huh? Because there was a lot of planes back then. Hey, you know, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> was the pioneer of something. Okay, Zombie keep, hunters? Keep yes. No, vampire. Vampire, hunter, yeah, right? that's yes, right. He was, he was a great vampire killer. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, and actually that, that ties into um, flight attendants. Uh, what they had said was players uh, may always invite their friends along uh, on a flight to assist, um, deciding amongst themselves how best to split the various responsibilities. Um, but the thing is, and you're absolutely right, and, and they know this, that you know no one's going to want to be a flight attendant full-time in Star Citizen. So um, they will allow for you to be able to hire NPCs to do the job. Um, the NPCs will be rated, um, and they will have skill sets from, you know, mediocre to exceptional. So mm-hmm. all of that, how you crew your ship, uh, with NPCs is also going to dictate how well your service is, which in turn will dictate what your reputation is. Mm-hmm. Um, another little, uh, little odd side note, um, that I thought was really cool was if you have to make an emergency landing and it's not your scheduled destination, mm-hmm. people are not going to be happy. And right. it's it's going to severely affect uh, your reputation. Into the airlock, yeah, exactly. A lot of them just poof, just don't know what happened. Yeah, sorry, huh? you can't give me a bad review if you're dead. That's right. I got LTI. I ain't worried. Abraham but, uh, Lincoln was on an episode of Star Trek. Oh, so, oh, that's when he said it. Yes. Okay. I got that yes. is it. Just go back and watch that. <laughs> okay. Wow. Perfect. Wow, that was that was tangential. I'm not joking about that. Okay, next generation no, no, or, or I think no, no, it was, the original was it? I believe so. Yeah, I, actually, I do remember Abraham Lincoln in the first uh, first series. Yeah, I don't remember what he said. He I said think he was confused. No, he he said what I what I said. He's totally down to hang out with Captain Kirk and fly in the stars. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, overall, the, um, the, the design doc, like every other design doc that's come out so far, is impressive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is very much, in my opinion, uh, a, a Sims game, a, a Sims uh, airline game, you know, that they're, that they're putting into Star Citizen, which I think is great. You know, people really, people really dig that. And, and to have smart AI... To have a 90 to 10% ratio where you're going to have a fully populated, fully lived in universe. Um, and that these, the, and it gives us a glimpse into what they're planning on doing with the AI. I mean, if they're smart enough to get sick, if they're start, smart enough to, de, to discern between a watered down beverage and, and a, a, you know, spiked be- beverage, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what else the AI can do in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, and and that and that's what they've given us so far. Only speaks to that one variant of the Starliner. We still we don't know, like I said, how the the, the troop transport. Yeah, um, how the how cargo is going to play in. We can sort of extrapolate how the luxury variant is going to work, um, but like there the there's a, a more cargo uh, heavy uh, version. Um, so how is that mechanic going to differ from the mechanic that you would use? Uh, to um, uh, get missions for your your hull series ship, is right. it, are you going to be going to the same place, or um, is it going to be um, is there going to be like a, a special place that you go to because you are um, transporting people who are bringing a lot of cargo too? So you have you know somebody um, you know you just like 
get, get crazy and say that you're uh, you're going to be um, transporting Nicolas Cage and all of his uh, you know uh, illegal weapons from what is it the Lords of War or whatever or what was that movie where you played the gunrunner guy? I don't watch Nicolas Cage movies whenever I Call of it. Duty. It was not Call of Duty. Oh, <laughs> Moonlighting. <laughs> My crew has failed me. All right. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I think what they have given us is is very interesting and it's different because it's not combatant. You know, yeah. and it's not it's not combatant and it's not adventurer in the sense of what we get with the mining or with the exploration or other stuff that we've seen to this point. It's something um, that exists within the context of regular everyday life within the civilized verse. So I think, uh, I think from that, it's going to be different. It's going to be interesting and different if nothing else. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um, looking at this design doc um, for me, um, it gives a lot of insight into that 90, 10 percent ratio. Um, and it really speaks to the, the concept of making sure that, uh, that there is stuff to do um, by, by having a fully populated universe. Mm-hmm. You know, even in, the mundane, even in something as mundane as uh, transporting people. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, let's talk a little bit about some other uh, professions uh, and how um, kind of where we're at with those right now. Um, I think one of the ones that we, we have all been waiting for is the pioneer profession. And I think yeah. we, we expect that uh, that is going to be playable in the Carrick. We have some Carricks uh, in our org. Um, I think that, that some folks are expecting that the Endeavor is going to be a ship that, that a, pioneer, a person playing the pioneer role would, uh, would use, perhaps more scientific um, in, uh, in focus, but, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still very, uh, interested in, in that role. Um, you know, so I'm not going to put outside the, the scope of possibility that if that thing comes out and it's just amazing, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I, I could get out of the airline business very quickly and, um, uh, move into that because, Basically, all I would need is that ship and then something to a smaller ship to uh, perhaps map jump, jump points. And I can certainly get that for um, for a couple of uh, Starliners. Gleep, I think it's safe to say that you will play <coughs> you will play every profession in your mind and get every ship related to it before the game comes goes live. And then and then like, you know. Pick up Farmville or something, <laughs> and be like, "Yeah, hey, you know, I don't, I don't play anymore." Yeah, you know, it's. it's uh, I mean, keep, this. keep in mind, you could always just melt one of your two Starliners to to pick up a uh, an Endeavor. We don't know how much that's going to be. You know, yeah, it, that's true. It, it might, might be, yeah, it might be crazy. Long. It might be crazy yeah. expensive. Yeah, um, and also, uh, like that's why I had the Reliant was because I was counting on using the Reliant as sort of the. Down to the surface, um, you know, the mapping worm or, or wormholes uh, sort of ship, you know, because it, there was going to be a scientific variant that came uh, available for that ship. Um, but alas, I have it no more. So um, anyway, you know, I just um, this just really struck my fancy just because I thought, that, you know, this is so different. And um, I'm pretty sure that we're going to get. Other guys with ships that are going to be down for the endeavor. I know we've got some scientists, some like real world science guys that uh, that play with us. 
Um, and I know that we've got several Carricks in the group already, as I think I said a minute ago. Um, so to be able to experience that role, we're going to have opportunities to crew on, on, on our friends' ships. And I didn't know, um, you know, I, had, I didn't follow too closely in the forum, so I don't know if a lot of people uh, uh, got into, the, got into uh, Genesis Mania like I did, but, um, you know, I thought that uh, that would be uh, something that uh, I could share with, with the group and, and uh, potentially have a really good time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you either you guys know? Did anybody uh, on the forums? I think Angry Bus Driver got one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. he did. He's an Angry <laughs> Bus Driver. Come on. <laughs> Was there anybody else that you recall? Um, there might have been like one or two others, but it seemed like for the most part, it was kind of people that thought it was cool looking, but weren't going to pick one up. And then the other side was people that didn't weren't impressed by it at all which mm. i don't understand because i think it's a pretty cool ship and it seems really versatile like one of the most versatile ships they've released so far yeah it really it really um puts on display the modularity uh system that they've been developing yeah uh, did anybody else pick up two i don't think so i, I doubt it <laughs> winning winning <laughs> winning if you want to call it winning sure winner I'm a winner. Are you right. bipolar? I'm tripolar. <laughs> All to... right. Never mind. Hmm? Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, pioneering, we're excited for that. I don't. And I, like I said, I, I guess we're going to probably have some folks that are going to want to do that with their Carex. Um, I, I think we have some freelancer durs. Because what are some of the other major exploration ships that are uh, have been? Sold to this point, I guess there's the Dur, the Dur, I, the Aquila, the Aquila, the three fifteen P. Yeah, yeah, that, but that's that's sort of a single. You know, I'm I'm thinking of the of the the um, uh, co op gameplay potential type ships. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna um, uh, have that uh, coming up hopefully pretty soon here. I wouldn't be surprised if that came out in conjunction with the. Um, Endeavor concept, which I'm guessing is going to be the next one, or, or thinking will be the next one, probably in about a month. But, um, but then what about you know some of the others also the 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 mining um, uh, occupation? We we did get a design doc for that, and so like John, you know, you among the three of us are the only one that has an Orion. Uh, do you feel like you you know enough about this uh, profession now that this is what you want to focus on initially in the game or is it just something uh, a thing to like hey i'll give it a look and if it turns out to not work for me i'll just you know uh move on and do something else i think i'll have to try it to really know um yeah i mean the the technical description from the design doc sounds interesting Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's just the kind of thing where i'll have to get out there and try it uh, you know, mining to me doesn't sound like the most fun thing to do in the game, but it sounds like a, a great way to start out and, um, to start making money, um, mm-hmm. so that I can eventually get to the point where I can get, like I've said before, something like an Idris, like a big ship so that I can go out and do some exploring. Um, because I think that's probably the big thing that I want to do. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want to just do it in like a 315p or something small like that. I want it to be like an operation, like like the Enterprise or something. Okay, okay. Um, you know, that's, that's something that I think is, is kind of interesting too um, that I've thought about from time to time is do we know how big the universe is going to be? Um, because we know like in Elite Dangerous, we have right now, we have pretty much the Milky Way galaxy, which is just huge. You know, it's, you know, thousands and thousands of light years across. Um, and um, I've been playing that a lot lately. When, when I do play, that's pretty much what I've been playing. And I like that it is um, to, I guess, to a reasonable level of accuracy representative of what we know the Milky Way galaxy to actually be. Um, in Star Citizen, it's not going to be like that, right? It's going to be entirely fictional. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, we, yeah, I mean, well, the thing is we are going to have, um, we are going to have our, our solar system. We know that, um, uh, earth is a landing is going to have three landing zones, um, Shanghai, Russia, and, uh, and New York. Um, so I would imagine that they'll model our solar system, uh, accurately. Um, as far as what galaxy are we going to be in the Milky Way? I mean, I would guess yes, but there's not really a whole lot of information on how they plan on simulating, um, the, the universe at this point. I mean, we do know that there will be some, um, um, that there'll be some randomly generated systems that, uh, that explorers will be able to find. Um, you know, and then we also know that we have what five systems at launch, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we'll have the five systems at launch. We'll have the um, the discoverable systems, uh, which I would imagine won't have landing zones on them, uh, or at least anytime soon. And then I would imagine that they'll start adding systems from there. But I think it's anybody's guess as to how uh, how they plan on doing that. If it's going to be our galaxy, or or if that's just going to be if we're going to jump out of our galaxy and go into another one. I don't know. Well, it seems yeah. like the procedural generation will come a lot later. Um, maybe like after what they'll call launch. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how they keep it fresh with just stuff that they're crafting by hand. Because mm-hmm. I think we're going to be able to like land places and find new species of stuff, kind of like in No Man's Sky or what we've seen in yeah. No Man's Sky. Um, so certainly we don't have that kind of information that we could plug into Elite Dangerous at this point. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, I it just, it, it occurs to me, it's like, you know, it's, if it's not going to be representational, how is it going to, how are they going to keep it interesting? Because, you know, to me, the representational thing is interesting in and of itself. Like, huh, this is maybe what this looks like out there. Well, I think yeah. what'll be interesting is going into like alien space and discovering their worlds yeah. and their mm-hmm. ships and all that kind of technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, that's. I, I have to wonder: is there going to be a design doc about the the uh, the galaxy, you know, the solar system the, or the universe? Um, I, yeah, it's very curious to see how they're going to do that. I would think, though, that John, that they would have some procedurally generated content at launch because they have to do something for the explorers. I mean, if you only have five systems, you know, you're going to get through exploring the known verse fairly quickly. Yeah. Well, I would hope so, but the way they worded it in uh, that stretch goal seemed like we're going to start 
putting a team together to work on this, but we don't even know if it's going to get somewhere. Um, it was a little bit vague. Um, I, I, I do think that they will need to have that, but it does feel to me like it'll be something that will come later. Cool. Yeah. Now, well, we'll, yeah, we're gonna have to see because they're gonna have to do something. To, you know, when, well, you know what? I guess we'll get some insight into that when they release the Pioneer document. Yeah. Mean, we'll have to because they're gonna have, they're gonna lay out how that's gonna work. So maybe that question will be answered at that point, yeah. or at least some of the, some of the questions. Yeah. Um, and and then Hacker, that was the other one that I thought of, Jimmy. We don't have an official design doc on that, right? No, no, there's nothing on hacking. Um, the the thing I, I think hacking is going to obviously roll into some sort of ewar um, document. So I think the, the the two the two documents that I'm most excited for um, are going to be uh, an ewar doc and a contraband system doc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for smuggling, they're not. I don't think they're going to release a smuggling. Well, I could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to release a smuggling document per se. I think they're going to release a contraband system uh and and how that rolls into a smuggling profession or maybe they'll do a smuggling doc that explains how contraband will work um but those are the two that i'm most interested in obviously e-war um for the military aspect of what we do and then contraband for what i'm going to do on my own on the side now do you see any co-op potential in either of those um uh roles uh, with E-War, potentially scouts. You you may potentially want to have a scout that runs out ahead um, that sends information back just so that you have a leg up on people when they come in. Um, you're probably going to need you know uh, somebody flying while someone else is, is to be most effective. I would imagine you're going to have an E-War station on whatever ship it is, you know, from the Herald all the way up to a Constellation or anything in between. There's going to be a station designed specifically for that. So I would imagine that you're going to need you know, either a very smart, expensive um, NPC uh, or you're going to need, you know, another player uh, for that. As far as uh, smuggling contraband goes, I don't know. Um, that that could be a profession, I think, that you could do completely on your own. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the benefit would be um, of having a second person for that. What about spies? You know, what about, you know, you, you, get, you could be Vares in the... Uh... And have your little spiders all over the uh, the galaxy, uh, feeding you with information. Oh, well, I plan on having my you know my my ears out in the galaxy anyway. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, so I mean, I mean that that potentially could be a yeah, group yeah, absolutely. play kind of yeah. thing. I'm, I mean, if you have uh, folks uh, that are perhaps doing other things, you know, under deep cover, you know, like John is your deep deep cover mining mole. Yeah. Well, I, I would I would think that like. Um, I would think that we will, that as a community, that we'll all be feeding each other information. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that, like, I think one of the services that I will hopefully be able to provide to our org is that I'll be able to hack into, because they've referenced this in the past, I'll be able to hack into people's Moby, Moby Glass and possibly get shipping routes, uh, possibly get, you know, mining locations, possibly get, you know, a number of different things that are, are beneficial to everyone from a pioneer to, uh, a Starliner captain, you know, and then mm-hmm. pass that information on. You know, I, I see, I see the type of thing where where it would be like, I'll pass this information on to the org and go, hey, here's some information. You've got 24 hours to use this before I sell it. 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then they have they have the opportunity to get a leg up, and then I have an opportunity to make a profit once our guys have had a chance to kind of get in and do whatever information it was that I got. Um, you know, so, and in turn, I see the same thing happening with, you know, if you're out on a mining mission, you know, and, and you, you happen to land planet side and you're at a bar and someone's talking about, you know, I've got this, you know, amazing, you know, rare relic item that I've got to, you know, get off this planet that I can't get off this planet. Maybe, you know, someone will shoot me a line and go, Hey, you know, I know a good smuggler is, you know, his name's Ajax Wilhelm. Let me get you his info, you know, that type of thing. So right. I'm hoping to see a lot of interconnectivity between, all of our different professions in just the things that we run into on the day-to-day in the verse. Maybe the re- the reputation mechanic they discussed in the um, in the Starliner uh, uh, or the transport dock. Maybe maybe that's going to play some sort of a role in the uh, the hacker or the smuggler. Yeah, profession. yeah, potentially. Yeah, I would imagine that a smuggler. Well, I think it's, I think reputation. I think this is our. It's fun. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think that this is our first sneak peek at how valuable. The reputation system is going to be in game, and I think it's going to go across all professions. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you know your your reputation as a bounty hunter, your reputation as a smuggler, your reputation as um, you know as a pilot for Starliner. I think that all of those are going to be critical to uh, how successful you are in the verse. Yeah. Well, that's I'm I'm excited about this stuff. I think this is this is what's going to make. This is one of the the several things that's going to make this game different than you know just you know getting all geeked out because the new Borderlands is coming out you know yeah yeah totally they they yeah. really they really want to build a, a a you know universe simulator you know and I I I really can't stress enough I think they're spot on by doing the ninety ninety percent ten percent ratio to NPC to player yep. um, because I think you know especially if you build smart AI. Um, you know, because that's going to make it feel like it's alive, you know, and even when there's not a lot of players on. And I think that, you know, you go into a bar and you've got some character NPCs and you've got one or two players, you know, you've got something that feels alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hope the hacking is a Unix system. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have you have experience working with Unix systems, John? Yes, I know this. Wow. Nice. Wow. That's, I mean, I am impressed. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, you know, beyond E-War, you know, hacking locks, um, you know, picking locks and gaining access to, to different spots. Those are all things I'm looking forward to as well, which I think will all roll into E-War. I think hacking will be a sub paragraph in the E-War doc. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's, I think it's it's all going to be fun, and you know, I and I think they've proven uh, yet again that it's fun just to think about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. They do. Yeah. They they have done. One of the reasons why they've made so much money, as much money as they have to date, is that they have done a wonderful job inspiring the the imagination. It's entertainment product all all in the in the building of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of our community that we're going to do all of these fun things with, we've got um, three new members this week. We have Trader Joe, who joined us. And this this guy's going to, like, bring groceries. This is awesome. All right. <laughs> nice. Bring he chips. Says, yeah, bring chips. Lots. Oh, yeah. Bring bring some hummus. Mm, hummus Ooh, and pita. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, definitely some hummus. All right. He says, hi, guys. Found your highlights on the Versecast show. Great for my hours traveling for work. I'm excited to join as a player that can occasionally play for a couple of days at a time before having to go back on weekly projects in real life. So for the short and valuable time I actually get to play, I hope to trade with the freelancer Max. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Mr. Joe. Uh, Warden Thermopylae. 
That's a pretty cool name. That is a nice name. Yeah. Says, love the show, fellas. Makes working overnights a breeze. Looking forward to blasting alongside you in battle. I could use an excuse to fire a planet side. Well, what what date is that, John? July 11th. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a blast off. <laughs> it's going to uh, be a blast off. Uh, yeah, no. no. Just okay. stop it. Okay. And then Cajun Nerd. Now, I thought that she had joined us last week, but maybe she joined us on the website last week. Yeah, I uh, think. Uh, yeah, I don't think she could. Uh, I don't think you can create or no, I don't think you can join an org if you don't have a ship. So now she has a ship. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Excellent. Well, she says, you know, one of the guys, since I finally have my ship. So welcome, Cajun Nerd. It's great to have you on board. And then over at the website, we got a, a new member um, as of yesterday, I think it was. And I there somebody's got to help me with this one. Nope. This poor person joined our organization because they want camaraderie and friendship and people to like them. A good way to start that relationship is not having me pronounce their name. <laughs> this is not a hard name. It's really not, dude. Come on. He just Risen? <laughs> there you go. He has a hard Risen. time with the missing vowels, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm left. I'm left coast, dude. I need vowels. Prison. <laughs> yes. Prison. Okay. Prison. Welcome. It's great to have you on board. I'll learn to. I'll learn to say your name. I promise. Um, and boy, the uh, comms at Versecast it just lit up like a firecracker. You get it? Holiday humor. Mm. All right. Wait, didn't you just do that? What? Big bada boom. Big bada boom. <laughs> Big bada boom. Um, Mr. Our old buddy Stag uh, was uh, first up this time. He says, ha ha ha, I am not the two-star positive re- review person. I deny these allegations. I have yet to install <laughs> nice. iTunes and submit a review. When I do, it will be five out of five and would recommend the show to a friend. On a side note, I think capturing Vandul ships and selling them could be highly lucrative. That is Ooh. super cool, and it's something I could see myself enjoying as one of my space jobs. Yeah, I heard. I heard that guy Jimmy hasn't gotten any emails. Hey, Jimmy, sup? I can't believe John and Ace haven't <laughs> seen Pulp Fiction. Nor can we. This disappoints a guy with ship. Yeah, shame, it's disappointing. Shame, shame. John, it's kind. It's kind of a must see. I'll watch it. I will. Yeah, you need. I'll you need to make some to time. The list. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you do. Um, believe it or not, I actually love the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Hear me out. Hear me out. I was four when it came out in theaters. I saw Phantom Menace the day it released. Everyone For a four-year-old, the- that movie's great. Yeah. I Everyone disagree. At the theater- I'm the same age as Stag. <laughs> Let me read the man's email. Okay, go All on. right, God. Everyone at the theater I went to was in costume. I was dressed to a T as little Anakin. My mom cut and dyed my hair. I was so cosplay. My... Midichlorian? Midichlorian. Count was off the charts. I don't know what that is. What is that? What's Midichlorian? Oh, it's, it's the first movie. Come on, Gleep. It's what the force is. Okay. Remember midichlorians? <laughs> I did. I did see it opening night. It's I okay. It it's okay that you don't remember that because that's one of the things that yeah, it's one of the things never been that, discussed. Yeah. Yeah, that should have not come up. I was ne- I was not four years old when I saw it. <laughs> um, so that was a super cool introduction to the Star Wars universe. Besides, nor was I sober. 
um, besides watching <laughs> 4, 5, and 6 on VHS repeatedly. Of course, they are the better films, and I'd rather sit down and watch them. But you will get nothing but love from Stag towards 1, 2, and 3. Lastly, the F8 is super cool. The F8 is super cool. And I have been heavily jamming to Hyper Vanguard Force on the intros and outros of the community show. Keep up the good stuff, Stag. Yay. Yay, Stag. Um, and then speaking of science, our buddy Jernavy hit us with some science. Uh, he said, it seems that NASA may have stumbled across Ergo 1. And there are a couple of links here, which I will post in the show notes. It says, Ergo is a tropical water world in the Nemo system. Makes you wonder just how much of sci-fi can become reality. We really are just scratching the surface of what is out in the deep black. Jernavy. Very true. Mm-hmm. And so, and then Turd wrote to us. He said, so Ace is on hiatus. This leaves you with an opportunity in the community podcast. Have you guys considered interviewing some of the more interesting characters in the org? Personally, I would like to know more about this Vendus character I keep hearing about. Fable Junkyard and Hardpoint are good on the mic. I think I heard Freedom on another podcast and he did well. Gaming Guru seems to have a lot to say. I am sure there are plenty others too. It could be an interesting little segment. Sir Turd von Ferguson III. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's certainly something that that's, we will yeah, discuss, in the, discuss in the future. Interesting um, question to ask. You know, we're gonna let we're gonna let Ace's corpse cool a little bit before we replace him. <laughs> but uh, there's an appropriate time for all these conversations. Um, our buddy Super Jayhawk says, "Hey, fellow guys with ships, just wanted to say thanks for the great show. And here are some more logos and patches as a show of appreciation. Use them or don't." Add more Walken. It's whatever. I do this stuff for fun. I did have one question. Can you explain how melting your ships works? I bought a Durr as part of a pledge package, and I am getting anxious to fly something better in Arena Commander. It looks like I can melt it, but will that delete my account? Is there a credit loss in the melting process? Any other advice? Thanks again, Super J. I love the um, logos. Yeah, the really logos cool. are the great. The one is great. The, yeah oh your 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 logo is the best absolutely is the best mine's pretty cool but uh, i like your, it yours is... aces has the two walkins flanking it <laughs> <laughs> um so we will we will post a link to oh, those are in the forums right i don't think he posted these i think he just sent them to us i can repost oh. them i'll post them in the uh the uh logo thread yeah, please do, and um, and folks, go go look that up and, and check it out. Um, it is uh, once we get that up there, we'll tweet out a link to it. It's they're they're very 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 cool. Um, and uh, about melting your ship, uh, yes, you can. This has been my experience. I don't know that this is you know an official policy type rule, but it has been my experience that you can melt your package if you have one ship that is assigned to a package and everything else is standalone. You can melt. The package ship, but you do need to replace it with a package ship, or so, or an arena commander pass. No, no, you have to have. Oh a, no, no, you have to. I believe you have to have a package ship because the arena commander pass is separate. Oh That's yeah, you're right. You're right. It's an additional right. five dollar item. You're right. Um, so um, because I have I have been without package uh, for brief periods of time, <clears throat> but then always replaced it with another um, uh, package ship. Because the, the package is, uh, uh, has the game inside of it. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Yes, that is correct. Um, the the potential um, uh, gotcha here is that not all ships currently available for purchase come in a package variant. Mm -hmm. Um, like, for instance, you can't buy the um, the Genesis Starliner as a package. It's yeah, a standalone you, ship only. Usually the pledge ships come out as standalone initially. Yeah, so uh, just be mindful of that before you melt the Dur. Make sure that there is a ship that you want to get that you will be able to uh, purchase as in a package. Yeah, I wonder... I guess I... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I guess a good rule of thumb is if you have a package, replace it with a package. And then if you have a standalone, you can replace that with a package or a standalone, whatever you prefer. Right, because for each package, you get an additional hanger and also an additional player character, is my understanding. Correct, so. which you can turn that player character into an NPC. And while they've said in the past that you will eventually be able to buy NPCs, um, that option is available to you on a second package as well. Right. I and wonder. We don't, we don't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm having a really hard time here. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's okay, John. Go ahead. <laughs> I wonder. You go ahead and talk. <laughs> I was, was wondering. <laughs> I quit this. <laughs> go ahead, John. I wonder why they put them in packages. Like, why do we have to buy? a package ship that includes you, the game. Why don't they sell the game separately and then you just buy ships? No, I don't know. Why don't, uh, why don't uh, you know, Jimmy? No. Come on, man. God, really let me down. That's, <laughs> that's a good... I guess it's options. They want you to have options. That, but that, that no, that's like the opposite options. of options. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I agree with you, John. Jimmy should know. All right. Uh, so, and then finally today, we got a an email from our one of our Sacramento buddies, Lycondi. He was at the Sacramento meetup on Saturday, um, and there was a, a picture of uh, of him on on Twitter. Uh, if you go to the hashtag TGWS, you can see that. And he says, "I'd like to start." Porridge. I guess that's how you're going to say that. I don't know how you say the word porridge long and drawn out or porridge. 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 Uh, he says, I love this org. Now, hey, me facts. too. World of Warcraft took six years to develop. Fallout 4 has been in development since Fallout 3. Skyrim, six years. Eve Online took five years to develop. Batman Arkham Knight is still in development for PC. Ah, burn! <laughs> Sick burn, bro. Mm. All of these examples have something in common. AAA games, long dev times, and very little exposure before launch. Thus far, Star Citizen has been in development for coming up to, what, three years? Is it more? I think, nope. I think we're in our third year, or roughly thereabouts. It will be a triple-A game. It has more exposure through development than any game ever. This exposure, for sure, is a double-edged sword. I may have mentioned this before, but I was one of those who built a new computer system for a very large pension system. We took 49 separate systems and merged them into one system to rule them all. Extremely complex and may, and may have had a stability issue at launch. That thing took 200-plus people over five years to deliver. 
the business maths we were doing in that pale in that pale in comparison to the physics math they are doing in this add to that fact that they had to basically rip apart all of the net code and essentially start from scratch there that means the product they got off the shelf was not adequate to their vision there's a whole other rant there he says Netcode is the foundation of the PU. What CIG is doing is more complex architectural-wise than anything I have ever worked with and possibly any game currently released. We are talking about a dynamic resourcing system that can reallocate resources on the fly while maintaining the current state as it is adding new instances. Saying it's a cloud architecture is oversimplifying the task that they have ahead of them. They have to get this right and get it right early. On top of everything else I have stated here, the game must be fun. Here, here. All in all, I am confident that they are in a good place, much better than the back of the Volkswagen. I'm not sure what that means. P.S. I use some technical terms and facts that may not apply, so please don't hold it against me. Porogee like Hondi. Have you ever ridden in the back of a Volkswagen? I, I used to own a Volkswagen, a microbus. Oh, well, the bus. I think he's probably referring to the bug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not spacious. No, it's not. No. <laughs> I, I think he, he, he's spot on. And we talked a little bit about this in um, in the last show, uh, or we talked a fair bit about this in the last show. Um, it, it's it, The game is three years into development. What, you know, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be delays. It's going to happen. I, like, I don't understand. I, I really don't understand the people that are freaking out or, you know, saying that it's a, you know, saying it's it's, it's not, it's a scam or, or that they're in over their heads or they're in, in having problems. It's just like anybody that's in game development knows that, that this is normal. Mm-hmm. So just chillax, y'all. Yeah. Chill out, everybody. Come on, nah. <laughs> and if you... Summer down, nah. If you compare it <laughs> to the other examples um, that he talked about, it they're actually doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're doing great! Yeah. yeah. Even if they started development a year before what we saw at the initial um, Kickstarter stuff, um, that would have been, you know, 2011. Um, and if they're done... Like if the if it's to the point where they're shipping a complete product, we all know that it's going to be constantly updating after the ship date. Um, mm-hmm. But if they have a complete product by let's say 2016, that's only five years of development. Yeah, right. there's there's still a, a, a either on time or a year ahead of the curve. Yeah, and they're developing a game that's never been done before. Exactly. Yeah. So so everybody cut them some slack, huh? Yeah, and they're yeah. pretty much developing two games. They're yeah. they're doing a full triple A single player, well not single player, but a campaign. Right. And then on top of that, they're doing a persistent universe MMO that has never been done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Lycondi. Well, uh, well thought well out. Said, well said, sir. Well we, said. Here, here. We really do appreciate it. Um, all right. And, you know, speaking of um, North American iTunes, we got a couple more reviews, John. No way. Way. Five stars, no less. Um, the first one was from... Oh, God. This is Gurji. Uh, He's my friend, thank you. actually. 
Is it really? <laughs> yeah, oh, he cool. actually may have done the engine bumper that we're hearing on this. Oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> hey. And hey. Well, um, Gurji, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, no ships. And he says that was the title of his review. He says, "I have no ships. I like Christopher Walken." <laughs> Man of few words. Gurji is a really funny guy, and he is not really into Star Citizen, but I told him about the podcast, and now I'm pretty sure he listens every week, and he says he gets a kick out of it. So Nice. Cool. Cool. All right. And then our second review came from Yim... 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 Yimaze? Yimaze. Yimaze. Okay. Casual gamers talking casually about Star Citizen. Says it's informative, fun, and loose. These guys deliver the Star Citizen news in a very freeform conversational format and back that up with a solid community. That would be versecast.org. If you are into obscure film and gaming references, bad celebrity impressions, except for Jonto's Walken that kills, <laughs> and all the Star Citizen news fit to talk about, then this is the podcast for you. Lots of fun and very informative. I didn't Thank write that you. I didn't write that review, so stop looking at me that way, John. It wasn't me. I'm not Yimaz. I didn't write that. <laughs> I don't believe you. Seriously, wasn't me. Then do it. I, well, it I, never crossed my mind. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> wow. That's, it's giving you the death stare from Iowa. You too, Gleep. No, it's not me. I didn't write that interview, <laughs> that review. God, stop asking. <laughs> Why is everybody looking at me like that? Did you pay someone to do this for you? No, I wrote the review. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. God, I must be getting tired. It took me a while to get get what you were doing there, uh, Jimmy. (laughs) I think it's okay. It's, It's fine. Like... You you listened for quite a few episodes before you were a host, and you didn't get your chance to write a review. So that's that's how I looked at it. Yeah. And when I realized, because I actually posted a review on um, uh, a rockabilly artist named Hipbone Slim, who's really cool. Um, and I I realized after I posted the review, I'm like, oh, that's my old gamer tag. It's not my new one, and it's not my name. So I can totally get away with writing a review of Verse Cast. <laughs> Except you didn't get away with it. Your your hacking skills are not on point here. Yeah, your social engineering was a little lacking. There. <laughs> I I got nervous. You guys were looking at me. <laughs> you freaked out. <laughs> oh my. Well, um, thank you, um, thank you, Jimmy, and thank no, you're you welcome to John's friend. Um, <laughs> we really do appreciate the feedback. All right. Um, so, uh, speaking of uh, around the interverse, uh, Jimmy, what's been going on? Oh, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, from Twitter, uh, Grayheaded Gamers back. Did you guys have a chance to see the uh, Star Citizen Island video that compares the Starfarer 890 Jump and Genesis? No, not yet. I, I meant to do that at work today, but uh, unfortunately, I had to work. Super cool, and uh, yeah, definitely go check it out. It's on YouTube, but uh, I would I would recommend very seriously following uh, Grayheaded Gray- Gamer. Uh, it's spelled as it sounds. Um, he's always posting really cool um, size assets uh, whenever we have a new ship that goes live. Um, if you go on the Star Citizen hashtag, uh, Star Citizen News, which is at C Zen Star, so C Z E N Star. Uh, also had some great um, size comparison uh, stills. 
So mm-hmm. really cool to check out. Uh, over at the uh, those guys with uh, ships hashtag the uh, TGWS uh, uh, thread. Uh, Vandas found uh, Ace's uh, flight academy. I'm assuming that was at the uh, at the meetup. Yes, it was at the coin op uh, game room. Yeah, may have posted a picture or two upside down. Gotta gotta take a look at that there, Vandas. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, Jonto uh, has some very interesting Pip-Boy news uh, pertinent to those of you with larger phones you might want to go check that out (laughs) and uh, Gleep apparently you found the greatest consumer car and flight sim on the market what is the story with that thing Uh, it's uh, a friend of mine sent me that uh, today and it's like it made my spine hurt just looking at it um, I tweeted out a link earlier today, so uh, check me out uh, at House Gleep if you want to take a look at it. But basically, it is a f- an off-road 4x4 uh, simulator. Uh, it has a big three-screen uh, display, and it's you know a, like a, a cockpit you know for a like a dune buggy, I guess, mounted on pylons, and it just goes all over the place. It's, all hydraulics. It's just oh. insane. It is insane. So, what is it? Motionsim.cz is the site. Um, you know what? Uh, I don't. I believe that is correct. But motion-sim.cz. Like yeah, check out check out my Twitter. Follow me. Love me. Do you have uh, you have any idea what that thing costs? Because it has got to be crazy expensive. You know, they um, of all places, I saw a. Um, it didn't have all the hydraulics, but it was, um, or at least not articulated in that way, but. And you'd never expect to see this, but at Costco, they there was a company that um, had one there for sale, and it was something like um, like fifteen thousand dollars or something like that. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't right, you know right. it wasn't crazy expensive. Well, this this thing, I mean, this thing goes up and down, left and right. I mean, this is fully articulated. It's just crazy looking. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's. Um, I mean, you're going to go buy a new Corvette. You're going to buy a, um, a, a simulator for the garage. I'm going to buy a simulator for the garage. Me well, I'm too. Do. I'd like to know where you can get a Corvette for 15000 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's the point. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, lastly from over at Twitter, uh, Nighthawk Zale apparently took a tour of CIG. Dang. Lucky. Yeah, so uh, I would say go over to his uh, his page and, and check out some of the pictures and some of the conversations he had. Um, one thing that he mentioned, uh, and he is uh, at Nighthawk uh, underscore Z-A-L-E, so Nighthawk Zale, underscore Zale. Um, but one thing that he mentioned that I thought was really interesting was uh, he was very surprised, and he thinks that we'll all be very surprised, at the number of professions uh, CIG plans on uh, releasing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So I think there's going to be a lot more coming down the road as far as um, professions uh, that are going to be available in the game through you know whatever mechanics or whatever ship mechanics they're going to have. Uh, So that'll be neat. Unlike anything we've ever played before. Yeah. Uh, Over at the official RSI forums, um, I do so love to avoid all the drama. Um, You will almost never hear me talk about that or share links with that. So for today. The link that I would like to share over from the official RSI forum is Pets, Space Cats, and the Issues by Onus. And uh, it's uh, what happened apparently back in the 60s when pilots tested weightlessness on cats. (laughs) Wow. 
Yes. Uh, Icon Has Gravity is hilarious. Uh, it's a short little video. Um, it is a legit video. It is obviously test footage from the 60s. Um, and it is, in fact, them testing weightlessness with cats. <laughs> Delightful. Go check it out. That's that's just Saturday at Glee's house. <laughs> and then uh, over from uh, the uh, versecast.org site, uh, in general forums, uh, LB Sands, as we mentioned earlier, LD Sands, uh, as we mentioned earlier, clarifies uh, the misinformation that was presented on the last podcast, John, for uh, Windows 10. So if you're still a little fuzzy on that, go check that out. And uh, over at the... Well, I, I, I think, Jimmy, to be fair, we weren't really citing anything as fact. We were just speculating oh, no, about not. stuff we'd heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, totally. I'm just giving John a hard time because that's what we do. Actually... It wasn't John, it wasn't John that did yeah, it. Was, oh, it was you? It was Ace. No. Oh, it was Gleep. Yeah. No. For shame. Shame. Oh, yeah, it was Gleep. That's right. Shame. Oh. Yeah, oh. Gleep. Shame. What are you doing that for? Shame. I'm falsely accused. <laughs> and then finally, over at the Star Citizen uh, forum, the official uh, versecast.org uh, forum, yeah. um, there is a uh, thread up there from uh, Mad Cow, uh, M-A-D-K-O-W, uh, called uh, Fire Team to Squad Base FPS Classes uh, from a Real Military Vets. Yay. And uh, in the uh, thread, he uh, is uh, basically started a poll and was looking to see if there was any interest in any real-world training for first-person uh, shooting. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm in. Um, I'm going to jump into that thread and, and give a reply and uh, see uh, what, what he's thinking about doing. Uh, I'm not sure if we were talking about maybe going into Planetside to do it, uh, which I think would be a good idea, or if he was talking about putting together maybe like a... Um, kind of a rundown of the, the do's and don'ts. I'm not really sure, so I'm going to dig a little deeper, but really cool thread. Um, definitely weigh in, give a vote, and see what uh, Mad Cow's got planned for some possible training so that we don't die painful deaths in Star Marine. Yeah. Well, last night, a couple of the guys were playing Insurgency um, at oh, the cool. sun Sunday night meetup, and Ace brought up an excellent point. He said, you know, because they were talking about what would be the best game for doing this sort of training. And, you know, Ace pointed out, he says, Insurgency is a great game for practice. He said, but that's different than training. You, you know, in order to train, you need an environment where you can, you know, sort of set people up and say, okay, you're standing here, you're standing here. We have the time to set up the scenario and then you're able to like kick off, you know, the bad guys. Um, and so that you can actually, you know, learn from the, you don't have to learn, you know, uh, live real time. You can, you can set up and sort of step through the processes as I'm imagining it really happens in, um, in actual military training where, you know, you don't, they don't just drop you, you know, into a war zone and, and say, okay, you know, the, the pointy end is toward the bad guy. Um, you know, I, they, I'm sure they drill and train and go through scenarios in the classroom and also, you know, on, on a practice field, you know, multiple times before they ever even, you know, get close to live combat. So, yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, it's a conversation worth having for uh, the folks that are, are really into that, you know, in games like Planet Side and Insurgency or I don't know, uh, John, you've played Arma some before. Does Arma have that ability to sort of set up scenarios and uh, and then um, uh, work through them, you know, sort of step by step? I think Arma is probably the most flexible 
in that area. Um, okay. The problem is it is expensive. I think it's yeah. $60 normally. Um, yeah. And it's also extremely difficult to play and like to learn the controls. Um, right. So I kind of lean away from Arma just because I hate trying to play that game. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's great for a, a like a military simulator, um, mm-hmm. but it is like a hardcore simulator. Like it's difficult to like even figure out how to get inside a vehicle and how to mm-hmm. just how to basic functions and stuff. You have to really dig in and figure it out. Yeah. Well, it's also really good for creating uh, zombie survival games that don't work very well. That's true. Yeah, where the zombies kind of like walk in the ground and stuff like that. As zombies are wont to do. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah, check that thread out. Um, It's, uh, you know, because it will be here eventually. It's not here now. We don't know when, but it will be here eventually. And uh, we want to be able to um, not die. (laughs) <laughs> I'll probably yes. take a lot of crap for talking crap on Arma and Daisy from Vendus. Yeah, he, he's well. a big Daisy, and he he likes the Bohemia interactive games. I'm not on the same page. Ah, well, I'm sure you guys can learn to get past your differences. No, we hate Hug each other. Hug it out. No, we chop each other's heads off in uh, chivalry. Nice. Well, that 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 can be therapeutic. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so uh, events we got coming up. Like I said last night, we got together for a little bit. Um, it was uh, guy, some guys were playing dinosaurs. Uh, then uh, some guys, uh, Vendus was playing um, a GTA Five mod where you got to be a police officer, and it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a, it's brand new, um, so it, it's still pretty buggy. Um, but it was it was pretty hilarious to watch him doing that, and then, uh, as I said, the guys got together and played some insurgency for a while, and that was fun to 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 watch them uh, doing that. Um, I was continuing my uh, journey towards the center of the galaxy, and and that was uh, going well. I've I've made almost uh, let's see, I made six hundred thousand credits, so oh. I'm getting getting close to being able to upgrade my ship to a. A point where I think I'll be able to begin the final push towards the middle, where there ain't no resources. Are you pledged um, to um, what's his name, the the power play guy? No, no, I haven't pledged to any of those. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, I'm uh, right now. I'm just on the on the on the edges of populated space, so I don't see many other um, many other ships. Mm. Um. And um, then uh, uh, Vendus also showed, speaking of simulators, Vendus showed the, this spaceship simulator, and it was really, really involved. It was like, it was like a 10-minute process for him. He got in the cockpit. It was like a 10-minute process just to get ready to launch the ship. I mean, it was like, you know, heating up plasma generators and all kinds of stuff. And it was, you know, it was so involved and so intricate um, that it kind of, you know, in the way we were sort of talking about the mechanic for the civilian transport, you know, it almost becomes its own mini game, you know, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, it's certainly, it's more intense and more technical than, you know, creating drinks in a Sims sim, 
uh, but it, it it definitely was was a, an interesting looking sort of thing, and I guess it, it's still in development, but it will have a multiplayer component at some point. So anyway, I just thought it was an interesting thing to mention, and I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> it was Rogue it was something. Hmm? It was Rogue. Rogue. It's Rogue Fighter. Rogue. Rogue Man. Ship Simulator. Yeah. You can you can uh, tweet at TGWS Vendis on Twitter if you want to f- find out more. Yeah, yeah, hit him up. I'm sure he'd be happy to share. Um, so, have you guys been playing anything um, um, otherwise or interesting? I know Jimmy, you've been awfully busy at work. Yeah, I've just been watching my wife play Splatoon. She's killing it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What does she use? Does she use the roller? No, no, she hates the roller. Oh. So um, she's got a um, she's got a short range uh, rapid fire mm-hmm. gun that she really kind of prefers using. I love the roller. That's my go to. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, I I know she curses the rollers a lot. <laughs> so because you she, can't really you, stop if them if they're yeah, coming. Yeah, if you don't see them coming, yeah, if you don't see them coming, you're done. Yeah. And then she hates the kraken too. Oh yeah. <laughs> release the crack <laughs> so but um yeah no that's i just i've been really busy i haven't really had a, ch- a chance to to play a whole lot i've done a little bit more programming or a little bit more profiling in star citizen but not as much as i want um on uh, voice attack uh so i kind of want to spend i think maybe this coming weekend i might like spend a day um deep diving into uh customizing the uh my drake uh profile cool cool and John, have you um, been playing anything uh, new, exciting, or fun? I've been playing a bunch of chivalry, medieval warfare. <laughs> ah, nice. It's it sounds. I, I was you guys were playing it while uh, I was watching other guys play. You know, it's weird. Get-togethers are our meetups are weird. It's like you know we're all playing different games, but we're watching each other play on <laughs> <Yeah>. Twitch. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a an interesting sort of cooperative uh, parallel play dynamic. Yeah. So I was playing with uh, the Moot last night, um, but I think on Saturday, Vendis, uh, the Adlitas, including the little Adlita, <laughs> um, were all playing together. And so Chivalry is a medieval combat game. Um, you know, with like swords and bows and that kind of stuff um but it's it has a very unique combat system so it's kind of similar to skyrim only there's a bunch of like different moves that you can do with each weapon and there's dodging involved and you can chop off limbs um but the the gameplay is sort of similar to something like call of duty so it's like two teams um, fighting for an objective or just, you know, team deathmatch. Um, but last night with the moot, we found the server that had Black Knight mode. Um, so it's like the Black Knight in Monty Python where <laughs> you can chop off limbs nice. and the people keep moving around. <laughs> including the head. So you can chop off someone's head and they will keep coming at you. Uh, and then I like I saw people with no arms and like one leg hopping around. <laughs> so uh, the Black Knight mode is definitely hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun game if you like chopping off limbs. Well, who does? You know, 
for the holidays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 the right thing to do for the holidays. Yeah, it's patriotic. Festive colors. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, and John, uh, mention please do mention again uh, the um, and I think wasn't it Stag that was trying to organize this originally? Yeah. Um. So Planetside Two Zerg. Is going to be J- July 11th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, which would be 7, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. And we're just going to all meet up in Planetside. Uh, so if you haven't even played before, you should definitely just come out because it's just going to be a fun time. We're not going to expect you to you know, do any advanced tactics or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, July 11th should be fun. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, um, you guys got anything else, or are we gonna gonna take off for the holiday? I think we're good. Let's wrap this one up. Yeah, gonna Yankee Doodle Dandy our way on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So do we do we have do we have a creative uh, engine plug this week, or are we just winging it? I think we're gonna wing our crea- our, our engine plug this week. But don't worry. Creative and interesting engine plugs are on the way. Yankee Man. Doodle went to engine trying to make a website. <laughs> he For need... a community yeah. about Star Citizen or maybe World of Warcraft. E-N-J-I-N dot com is how you spell it. <laughs> Go there and start a gaming community, and you will be a super cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. There you go. How is, how is it possible to have so much genius in just three people? That one. That one just came out of nowhere. Nice job, John. Oh, yeah. God. And speaking of geniuses, Ronald Jenkins. Thank you, sir. All right. He's better I at am... making music than us. <laughs> A little bit. At least he's on uh, pitch more. A little, well, he's got that auto tune going for him. Mm-hmm. I'm, su- I'm surprised Gleep didn't throw a, a little pitchy dog in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm tired. You're tired? It's midnight for me. You're 21 years old. <laughs> All right. Support Star Gleep. Hey, uh, that is my. Oh, name. he remembered his name. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Only took two episodes. <laughs> Tweet me at House Gleep. Email me at Gleep at VerseCast.org. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? I am most chattery over on the Twitters at uh, Jimmy Croker. And then uh, Steam, RSI Official, and VerseCast.org. You can find me under my handle, Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. You can find oh, me. Oh, an email. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, oh, and email me at jimmy at firstcast.org. Turd, I didn't forget about you. I have your email. I'm going to actually uh, talk about it on the next episode. Yay. You can find me everywhere at the only Jonto. That's like Tonto, only with a J. Mmm, space kimosabi. That's what I was waiting for. You can email me at john <laughs> at firstcast.org. You can email the show at comms at firstcast.org. Head over to Steam. Yeah. And search for Versecast or Those Guys with Ships. It'll probably pop up. And join our Steam community. I think we're probably approaching like 100 members by now. Um, so it's an awesome place to find all of Those Guys with Ships on Steam and see what they're playing and 
And it's also an easy way to get into the ARC server just by joining on someone if they are already in-game. Um, head over to Twitter. We are at Versecast. We follow you back because we're cool like that. Uh, you can DM us. You can use the hashtag TGWS and search for the hashtag TGWS um, so that your tweets can be found and so that you can find tweets all about Star Citizen and other cool, nerdy, geeky, those guys with ship stuff. Um, you should probably join our organization, because why not? You can join. Why not? You can join multiple. Like even if you have a main org, you can be an affiliate with us. We're fine with yeah. that. We would love to have you. Robertspaceindustries.com/slash/orgs/slash/versecast. Then go to versecast.org where we have our forums, mumble server, hosted by engine.com. Um, yeah, head over there. Lots of stuff going on. Hopefully some new stuff coming out for Star Citizen soon. When we, when we come back in two weeks, um, I'm going to predict right now. Star Marine. Uh, first person uh, or um, um, the uh, community mod. Uh, the Persistent Universe. All of it, live, working flawlessly. Two weeks. I <laughs> bet everything I own against that. <clears throat> Short that position. All right, well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up and uh, say uh, goodbye, everybody. Have a good holiday weekend. Don't lose a finger. No, keep them all. You're going to need them for going pew, 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 pew. All right, well, until next time then, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. God bless America. 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 Heck yeah. Can we stop this thing now? To save the mother trucking day, yeah. All right, all right. right. Now we gotta cut it. See, John, you ruined it for everybody. All right, stop trucking. What's wrong with trucking?